Good morning and welcome to Subject ACT, week two of 2XXFM's Signature Current Affairs program. It's Monday the 30th of November, our last day of spring. I'm Becca Posterino. Today we meet some key players of Canberra as we discuss the topic of the green movement. How is small business responding to these changes? Are new communities emerging and gathering momentum? How is business evolving as global resources change? I spoke to Jody Pipcorn, president of the Canberra Community Farm, where we hear about an interesting urban farming project just around the corner in Turner. I chatted with entrepreneur and artist Karina Bontes Ford about her recent pop-up collaboration, Gorgeous Mortar. And finally, I met with Steve Skipmore from Canberra Environment Centre to explore his role in the local environmental scene. Thanks for joining us. Lovely to have your company today on 2XXFM 98.3. You're listening to Subject ACT to navigate Canberra's local current affairs. I'm Becca Posterino. We're at Canberra City Farm today with Jodie Pipcorn, who is the president of Canberra City Farm. Welcome, Jodie. Hello. What is Canberra City Farm? So Canberra City Farm is a volunteer organisation and we're setting up um, learning and education hubs around the ACT and the um, garden in Turner we've got as an education and demonstration centre on sustainable food production and sustainable living and um, because it's all brought together by volunteers there's a whole lot of different ideas and concepts that have been demonstrated around what you can do in your garden to you know grow food and be more sustainable but also we've got a um, energy efficiency structure display so it shows what you can do around your house to be more sustainable so it really is about bringing the community together to I suppose learn from each other share knowledge share experience build community at the same time as um, taking steps and actions to become more sustainable. What got you involved in this project? What's your background? So my background is architecture, so um, I was really interested in sustainable architecture and I went and worked in the UK in a number of sustainable architecture firms and got really inspired um, by sustainability and all the things you can do and um, I did a Masters of Sustainability over in the UK at the Centre for Alternative Technology and it was actually a place where you go and um, you're on site for a week at a time and you're staying in eco cabins you're getting you know the food that's grown on the site you're eating and you're actually learning about sustainability really broadly Um, and the thing for me was that I really saw that it's actually all parts of our lifestyles that need to shift to become more sustainable but it can also be really fun and enjoyable so it's not like you have to go back and live in a cave you can actually live and um, have a really enjoyable life and have it as a low impact lifestyle um, and you know with the food that we eat here we have, we've got pizzas cooking here at the moment and yes and some of the herbs and all the things from the garden that we're putting on them is you know so you get to enjoy the tastiness of it all as well as being able to I suppose get your hands dirty and experience just like I find it's really hard to grow food and so just to see how hard it is I just don't take food for granted anymore and all of that combined um, I suppose is my interest as to how do we actually share all of this knowledge and the amount that I've learned from some of the other volunteers in the Canberra City Farm in terms of their experience around food growing, I bring experience of architecture and buildings and so all of that combined ends up with a really rich education and demonstration centre which is what we've got here. So it's a real collaboration? 
that's it. It's a collaboration with all the volunteers involved in Canberra City Farm, but we also are collaborating with a whole lot of the other groups around Canberra and local businesses. So um, in the one of our display containers at the Canberra City Farm, we've actually got a lot of the different groups involved and what they do and a bit of information about them. And the key thing with that is um, in Canberra, there's so many different groups doing so many wonderful things. And we really want to be a hub of showcasing all of those different things. And so um, not only is it the volunteers coming together, it's the local businesses and local community organisations and other types of organisations. And the, th the key thing in um, the Canberra City Farm is pretty much, you know, we haven't had funding, um, a whole lot of funding for this. We've had a couple of really small sponsorships. Most of it's been donated by um, really generous businesses. Um, a lot of it's been through other members of the community so it's it really is a like to me this is a real community gesture of the community coming together and really creating a sort of space that um, we want to create as a community. So out of the cave and into the urban landscape how can people make those subtle to maybe grand changes like if they're listening to this today and thinking well, where do I begin? What would you suggest? What are some of the suggestions that you can offer? Yeah, so um, I suppose one of the things that we've got here is we're showing what you can do wherever you live. You can start off with a, a pot plant and you can, you know, start off by just growing and planting a seed and seeing if you can get a tomato to grow. So that could be the easiest starting point is just starting the process. What we've got with the Canberra City Farm, there's a whole lot of information on our website on how to do it, but we're actually running different courses and workshops at different times. Um, the Canberra Environment Centre run workshops and different courses, Permaculture Exchange run different courses. So there's a, a lot of groups that actually that are collaborating on this project that run courses and workshops that you can get involved with to learn more, or you can just come down and through the different um, working bees that we have, you can learn off other people as to how to do things. And basically you can start off by just potting a plant, that could be the starting point. Um, sea Change is another organisation um, that's collaborating and they run a whole range of workshops on draft proofing workshops. They have sustainable house tours so if you wanted to do more sustainability things around your house you could actually get involved with um, coming along to some of those house tours. So it's it really there's it really like I suppose fundamentally it comes down to what are the areas of interest. If you're interested in cycling and transport there's actions you can take in transport. If you're interested in food growing go for the food. If you're interested in you know, doing a few DIY things around the house, you could do some actions on your house. So there's a whole range of different things. And I'd say the um, Sea Change website has a whole lot of different resources. And in the resources, it actually says, here's a few simple steps that you can take. So I'd probably go to the Sea Change website for that one. What was that website address? So the Sea Change one's www.seachange, which is s-e-e-change.org.au. Can you explain what the local food challenge is? So the local food challenge that um, we've got on our website is basically getting people to start to think about where can they get local food from. And so the whole thing is, um, as part of the challenge, is to actually start to look at where your foods come and see if you can actually, for a week, just eat local food that's sourced locally. And what you start to find if you go to the supermarkets, you might go, I want to get some tomato sauce. All of a sudden you look at the label and go, oh, it's come from China. Or you um, go to buy some pasta and it's come from Italy. And so just by going through those simple steps of where is the food coming from even you know just from the supermarket there's lots of great um, local markets around the ACT uh, there's the you know weekend farmers markets you can go to but Choco by Joe has a um, store in North Lynham and in um, 
curtain and they source a whole lot of local food and they actually say how many kilometres things have travelled. So they're a wonderful farm outlet um, shop. The food co-op shop, which is in um, Civic, just near the ANU, they actually do a whole lot of local food and so and they actually do a whole lot of um, no packaging so you bring your own packaging along and you know you're actually saving on waste at the same time so there's lots of different local places where you can get food and source food from so the local food challenge is really starting the question of well where does my food come from and how difficult is it to source and I've tried this quite a few times myself and gone okay I'm going to cook you know and you think of cooking something you might cook a stir fry and then you start to realize actually half of these ingredients I can only source from overseas and that's the joy I suppose of starting to grow plants yourself you can start to have some that have actually traveled you know as far as your backyard but it really is starting I suppose that awareness raising of where is my food actually coming from and with the um, scare that happened recently with the berries that you know came from China but they'll package somewhere else and you know there's all of these things that you start to realize that we've kind of lost connection with where our food is actually coming from and the food is the nutrition for our bodies and you know whatever we put into our bodies is actually having an impact on us and particularly if you think your children and you know um, you know children are actually taking in like you know when we feed the McDonald's where is that food actually coming from and what's in it and a lot of times we actually don't know and so if you think of that nutrition is feeding these you know the next generations we've really got to start to look at how do we actually get closer connections to our food and you know potentially start growing some ourselves or if nothing else just become more aware and supporting the businesses and local businesses that are actually you know whether they're organically growing it or whether they're you know, you just know that they're actually using sustainable principles. A lot of those is just that awareness raising that's really important and the local food challenge is the intention of starting that. Gather round people I'll tell you a story, an eight-year-long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesti and Vincent Lignari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesti was fat with money and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean. Spoke very little He had no bank balance Hard dirt was his floor From little things Big things grow From little things Big things grow The range you were working For nothing but rations But once they had gathered the wealth of the land Daily the pressure Got tighter and tighter Karinja decided They must make a stand They picked up their swags And started off walking At Waddy Creek They sat themselves down Now it don't sound like much But it sure got tongues talking Back at the homestead then in the town From little things Big things grow From little things Big things grow 
Investing man said, I'll double your wages, 18 quid a week, you'll have in your hand. Vincent said, uh-uh, we're not talking about wages, we're sitting right here till we get our land. Investing man roared, investing man thundered, you don't stand the chance of a cinder and snow. Vince said, if we fall, others are rising. From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow You're listening to 2XXFM 98.3. The program is Subject ACT for news on Canberra's local current affairs. That was Paul Kelly's treasure from Big Things, Little Things Grow... And before that, I spoke to Jody Pipcorn, president of Canberra Community Farm. Please stay with us now for more interesting discussions on Canberra's green movement with Karina Bontes Ford of Pop-Up Project Gorgeous Mortar and Steve Skipmore of Canberra Environment Centre. I'm Becca Posterino on 98.3 FM, Subject ACT. And this morning we're talking to Karina Bontes Forward of Gorgeous Mortar. She is one of the three collaborators of Canberra's most recent pop-up project, Gorgeous Mortar. Welcome, Karina. Hi, Becca. Would you like to explain, tell us a little bit about the project, Gorgeous Mortar, and what inspired the idea and how did you get it off the ground? It was a community arts hub. Um, It was designed to be... A venue. There has been a lot of um, pop-ups in Canberra over the past few years, but not many of them have been venues. Most of them have been retail or <coughs> food. Um, and, yeah, so there's only been another few that have been venues or only really the chop shop that I know of. So, yeah, the idea was for it to be a venue. <coughs> um, it sort of grew out of... Um, a gallery which was in that space beforehand in the old Cornucopia Bakery space which was um, it was called Inside Out Space it was a street art studio and it was kind of a happy accident I suppose it just um, the right people in the right place at the right time um, given the right opportunities um, and that sort of developed into this idea to have a community arts hub which would essentially showcase um, all the different offerings that Canberra has in terms of the arts. So we had an art gallery, had different um, artists exhibiting in there every week. Um, We had the venue side of it. So we had mostly music, but also a lot of poetry and some theatre. Also had dance pieces in there, had movement classes. Um, Also had a bar and a cafe to feed and water the punters (laughs) and the artists. (laughs) Essential, essential offerings. so, yeah, it was – I mean, we had a bit of food there as well. It was just um, all, all the necessary ingredients to to make a little place work and make it a viable hangout um, and platform for, for that showcasing. So, originally, we had intended it to be a bigger project. Um, we had a bigger proposal, which we had, which uh, encompassed the whole building and an outdoor area at the back. Um, and there was a lot of discussions around that with the building owner um, who eventually decided they didn't want to go forward with that full proposal, which probably was a blessing in disguise considering how large the spaces are and how much work it ended up being just to run one space. Mm. Anyway, so when they decided they didn't want to do the whole space, we just sort of said, okay, we've already developed all these ideas really thoroughly. Um, 
to do with this larger space, can we just do it in the smaller space, which already already has um, a studio in it? And they were like, yeah, sure. So we kind of consolidated the ideas that we had. There was a few sort of major aims we had with it. One of the biggest ones was to have fun <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone else to be able to have fun there as well. And that didn't include having a very rigid structure of how we wanted things to be. We sort of wanted it to be a bit of an experimental platform for things to happen and didn't want it to be too rigid in its in the outlay of how things would work. Um, like a lot of venues and a lot of places in general do sort of have an idea of what they want their artists to exhibit or the kind of music they want or yep. whatever. So we wanted to make it a bit more of a, oh, you've never performed before, you can come here. You've got this idea that you've been brewing on for a bit and you just need a space to do it. Mm. Somewhere that was kind of um, accessible financially as well as um, just having the time and the space there in a fairly central location, which isn't always the case, mm. um, especially in somewhere like Braddon that actually um, was pointed out to me by one of the musicians at one point doesn't have really any live music. Mm. <laughs> it has DJs, yes. which you can consider live music. Yes. Probably has the occasional covers band come through, but it's not doesn't really have any large, notable, original mm. um, art Venue. coming through. Yeah. If someone in Canberra is thinking, I would love to start a pop-up or a business or some other project that you've kind of catalyzed, you know, what would you suggest? How would they go about it? Really developing your idea very well mm-hmm. is probably a good thing to start off with. Working out what your time frame is yep. is really important. Working out what your financial standing is to start yep. off with. Um, not that you necessarily have to have money, but yep. it would make it much easier. Yep. Um, and if you don't have it, then you need to have other resources up your sleeve, mm-hmm. which, yeah, if you don't have financial resources and you don't have other resources, then it's going to be really difficult. So, yeah, time frame mission yeah <laughs> um financial state mm. i guess who you're working with your mm. team mm. and your roles and your style of management like your yeah. business model yep like we didn't really have a business model as such mm. but you do always have one by default yeah with what your what your aims are with mm. you know what whether you want to get money out of it or not yeah. um who which you know, which audiences you're trying to get in, Mm. um, what kind of place you're kind of marketing as. Mm. Um, So having a lot of those things clear is good. But if you have a longer time frame, you can sort of develop those as they go along. Like for us, we just didn't have, you know, our time frame was yesterday. (laughs) So we sort of spent a lot of time at the beginning really intensely working out. Um working out a lot of these things and had to on be sort fly. of quite concise. Mm. Yeah, it was all on the fly. That's a skill it was all in kind itself. of done we're, by we're the seat cooker. of our pants. Yeah, yeah, it was a pressure cooker. And I guess that's what made it so exciting because you weren't bound by, I mean, bureaucracy as maybe other people or other projects may have been. You you sort of had you still had frameworks mm. to work within, but you No, any pop-up would still be bound by the same kind mm. of bureaucracy if you wanted like if you want to Use the repurpose building. Yeah. If you want to repurpose yep. the space, if you want to get a liquor license, if you want to have food in there, like you still need you, to go through those processes. You want to have an event. Yeah. You still have to. You still have to talk to government. You still have to do. Mm. You still have to go through the regulatory approvals. Yep. Yeah, I suppose the spontaneity of gorgeous mortar just made it open to being 
just just having collaborators come on board because they knew it was such a t- short time frame. So yes. people kind of are much more willing to put in mm. when they know it's just short term. Yes, yes. Because there's like an end date on it. So people yes. go, oh, it's only – well, originally we thought it was only going to be a month. Yeah. How so long did it end up being? Uh, almost two. Yeah, mm. we got extended. Yeah, if anyone wanted to do a pop-up venue, come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the only other pop-up venue that I really know of in Canberra is the Chop Shop. Was the Chop Shop? Mm-hmm. Um, who Where was were on? That? They were on Lonsdale Street. Yeah, that was for about four months here before last, I think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it spilled over into last year, beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. But quite a different style of thing, but mm-hmm. still a pop-up yes. venue. You know, yes. short-term music and art. They had a gallery yeah. there as well. So it hasn't been done heaps in Canberra, mm. and um, but I think there's a lot of lessons that have been learned and I hope that more people might feel inspired to do mm. pop-ups and sort of create interesting spaces for mm. things to happen. People may judge the green movement um, and questioning its economic viability. You sort of showed somewhat through your project that money isn't necessarily what's needed it's social capital um, community capital what do you say to those that doubt the green movement yeah and its economic viability and is this movement economically viable (laughs) it's a big question (laughs) um i suppose there's a couple of different facets in there to that um firstly the fact of looking at the green movement or the environmental movement as something which is not necessarily financially based and is looking more to environmental sustainability and social sustainability. Um, I think they're all interrelated and I think that, I mean, the financial system that we have is just an economic system. Economic systems can happen without money as well. Mm-hmm. So you can, I mean, we still had an economy at Gorgeous Mortar with our social capital that didn't have a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was still a lot of... Um, goodwill? There was a lot of goodwill. There was a lot of service of goods in kind. Mm-hmm. Um, we paid a lot of people in beer and food mm-hmm. and fire. Community um, and a space. Yeah, and by providing a space which mm. um, maybe became a little bit of a second home for a lot of people. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, some of the more, obviously we need an economic system to work in regardless of what it is, Mm -hmm. but, you know, social capital is a really important part of living in a society. Is there any information that you'd like to sort of share with listeners if they would like to get in contact with you or through ANU Sustainability? Where could they make contact? Is there a Facebook group? There's a Facebook page. Um, it's just Gorgeous Mortar. Yep. You can find it yep. in Canberra. There's also a website which will continue to be active probably for another year, yeah. <laughs> um, which is gorgeousmortar.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, you can contact us through their email address is gorgeousmorder at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Karina. It's been great chatting Thanks so to much you. for having me, oh, Becca. Thank you. Today we're with Steve Skitmore, the Sustainability Officer for Canberra Environment Centre. Welcome, Steve. Hello. I'm interested to know a little bit more about the Canberra Environment Centre. What is Canberra Environment Centre? Good question, yeah. So we've been around for about 
40, 45 years. Um, and one of the three organizations in the ACT that are sister organizations and all work across the broad spectrum of environmental issues. So we've got the Conservation Council, we've got Sea Change, but the Canberra Environment Centre is about practical sustainability. So we have uh, a few different things that we run out of the centre and then we're based down by the National Museum. We have a beautiful uh, community garden down there. So that's one of the projects. We have um, the, the the garden workers that are there three or four days a week and we have a um, workshop on Wednesday afternoon which is specifically for everybody to come in and uh, help out in the garden. And then we also have uh, Thursday afternoon pizza as well down in the cob oven. So people are more than welcome to come and help out uh, with weeding and planting and harvesting. Um, and at the moment, we've also we're working with um, young people at risk and the work for the Dole program. And we've got a lot of people in at the moment in the garden. Um, then the other um, the other things that we do, we've got the Grow Together program, where one of our workers um, works with different schools and preschools around Canberra, and we build help help them um, teach them how to build community gardens and to grow food, and yeah, basically get uh, young people and and kids thinking about growing their own food at, a, at an early age. And then what I do as a, as a sustainability officer, it's more about the workshops and the educational side of things. So um, at the moment, we've got the sustainability workshop program. And we just finished yesterday, we had a, a workshop on how to make butter. And we had um, Gurkhan Yeniseri, who's Canberra's, one of Canberra's artisan butter makers and cheese makers come in. Mm, and sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of uh, a lot of that, a lot of focus on food, yeah, um, and local sustainable food. Um, and next year, I think we'll be focusing a bit more on um, gardening and creating. Um, so looking at doing things like re- uh, recycle pallet, mm-hmm. furniture making, things like that. So, what got you so interested in becoming involved in Canberra Environment Centre? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, I've always been involved in environmental stuff. Um, I started getting involved when I was at university back in Brisbane and um, it was more on the, I guess, the activist focus. Um, so it was working on coal, coal mines um, and on communities affected by, by those extractive industries. And so when I moved to Canberra, um, as a lot of people do, I came here for study and I was doing archaeology. And my interest in archaeology is about um, working in solidarity with Indigenous communities a lot of the time. I guess archaeology has had a bit of a, a checkered history when it comes to that. And so I think there's a there's a really interesting movement now of, of young archaeologists coming through um, who are trying to marry up their practice with Aboriginal solidarity and with environmental sustainability as well. So so that's my broad spectrum of interests. And working at the centre, I guess, fulfills one of those, mm-hmm. one of those interests and my study fulfills another. So I, I, I'm really interested as well as to build in the Indigenous voice into the work that we do mm. in the centre. Okay. Um, and mm. So why is that Indigenous voice so important in such an issue? So Canberra's history, um, in my understanding, I've been trying to connect um, with the, you know, some of the elders in, in, this, um, in this region. It's new to me. It's a new region. I've only been here a year. And I think that's one of the most important things you need to do in order to understand country, in order to understand where you are, is to um, connect with... The people that have been here and whose culture has been here for tens of thousands of years and you know settlement in in um canberra has gone back um to around the last ice age if not before you know you've got the Birugai rock shelter which goes back twenty five thousand years 
And so when you're looking at that degree of settlement, that degree of history, I think there's so much that we, um, we and us and people who are new to this land um, can learn from that. And I think um, a, lo- a lot of folks on environmental stuff and sustainability sometimes misses that in Australia. And I'd, I'd really like to see the work at the centre um, focus in on it. So I guess if people want to get involved in the Canberra Environment Centre as a volunteer or, or otherwise, um, would the ecoaction.com.au site be the best place yep, to go? So you can get in touch, yep. yep. And, yeah, Wednesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon, um, people are absolutely welcome. We'd love you to come in and help out in the garden. And, yeah, we have the pizza going on Thursday afternoon. So. That's a good incentive it to is. come in. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Um, if people want to get involved, ecoaction.com.au, that's ecoaction.com.au. The Alves Market is the 4th of December. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's Friday, the 4th of December. Correct. What yes. time is the market? We'll, we'll kick off at about 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And music will go through until about 8.30 and we'll close up about 9 o'clock. But yeah, the evening's going to be great. We're going to have 45 stalls. We're going to have food. We're going to have lots of locally produced, ethical and sustainable products. So Beautiful. it's a really... Where is that? It's down at the Canberra Environment Centre. Canberra Environment Centre. Yeah. Is that next to museum? Yeah, just off the roundabout by the National Museum. Corner of Lennox Crossing and Lawson Crescent. You've been listening to Steve Skipmore of the Canberra Environment Centre and Karina Bontes Forward of pop-up project Gorgeous Mortar, talking about the Green Movement's influence on business and lifestyle. Thanks for sharing your Monday mornings with us and we look forward to your company tomorrow as Robert Goldsborough visits Sailability ACT and takes us on another adventure in Norma's Corner. I'm Becca Posterino for Subject ACT on 98.3 FM 2XX. Coming up, Community Radio Network's All the Best. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day.